previously. Less, let's think of a dollar in four quarters. Okay. We take a quarter and we put that towards literally stuff that can go wrong. I know that this is a Christian show. Uh, I am a cursing Christian, but I'm going to avoid all cursing on this show. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but this is a real fund and it's got a cuss word in it. Like, so we seriously have to, got it. to be conscious of, can I say it? Can I, do I have permission? Hey, this is the internet. Listen. <laughs> Did the you listen shit. to the podcast with uh, uh I'm about to say she must have missed I it. I haven't I haven't listened to all of them. I've definitely listened to at least three or four. You missed the pretty old shit, The old shit of the world, the old shit stuff hits the fan. And we have to be prepared. This Absolutely. pandemic is right. an old shit situation. There you go. Right? You go. And when you have people who have significantly uh ceased receiving or having the ability to earn their income. Right. Do we not classify that as an old shit? So yeah, yeah. that's just right. that's just the base layer of having a quote unquote overused um, term emergency fund. Hey, and so b- b- before we go any further, I want to make sure that uh, you know those of us because this is a part two of our financial discussion, and that person that you hear talking is our uh, just you amazing. Again, I was doing so well. Um, I'm coming in. So let me know what happens or whatever. But um, and so we're here discussing uh, some uh, some major financial direction um, inside of this climate. And so of course this is the Understanding a Man podcast. And we want to thank everybody for coming in. Um, we uh, started talking last week in the financial um, space with Mr. Mr. Shonda Davis. And so she is here, just already diving in. We just we just getting quiet with our pens and pencils here, y'all. Because I hey listen. That financial love language, like I gotta go back on that one, cause I. But what am I? The uns. What am I? The un. The the, the, the saving. Ultimate saver. The ultimate saver. Okay. AKA cheat. All right, <laughs> Charles, Charles. Charles, what were you? Charles, what were you? You weren't the spender, right? You. I'm. I'm more. I'm. I'm more investor saver. Okay, investor saver. So, uh, Miss Alexis will be with us in just a moment. So yeah, it's uh. And uh, you know what, uh, Shonda, what are you? Uh, what, what, which, which one are you? Ultimate saver, I'm a saver investor. Okay, okay. So, shout out to the cheap folks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hold it down. We have a whole classification. They don't understand us, and it's okay. All right. <laughs> hey, you don't have to like all the love languages, but they are what they are, right? And yeah. uh, so, um, and I think that it was it's important to really just identify that because we some great tips of how to take you know just knowing that person's love language period inside a relationship and kind of transition that over into being better um more officially responsible so yeah i can catch that episode but um uh shonda you know there was a these people got these checks right let me tell you right they got these checks they had this man name on it right and so some people already spent it it's been about a week right but, um, you know, some people are kind of sitting on it, looking at it in the bank. Some people don't know what to do with it or whatever. And then we also have some people just want to also say that, um, you know, even on the on the unemployment space, right, you're actually, you know, able to have bigger gains and things of that nature now than probably what some people were even making before. So um, if we if we had to look at stimulus and, and some of the infusing of capital that's going on out here, uh, could you walk us in any direction uh, that can help? 
you know, help us as, as individuals and then maybe also inside of our relationships as well. That would be great. Absolutely. So let's unpack it for a moment. And then that was a lot. That was, that is good. Let's, let's unpack it. Well, so in understanding the secure act and the cares act, it's important for us to, uh, just kind of retouch on, right. What that actually looks like and means, because this podcast is going to be with us for years to come. And, and we want to understand what some of the regulatory um, changes have been in order to really understand what we should be doing, right? Or how we should be thinking in regards. But this situation and the regulatory space is forever changing. And I think there's going to be additional updates that may lead to more challenges, but I think it's going to also lead to more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so Congress just approved the refilling of the CARES Act, right? Which is essentially an economic stimulus. And I think the thing that we have to focus on is what I help my clients to do. And that's to focus on what you can control even when dealing with uncertainty, okay? So the CARES Act is the first stimulus act and I won't go into all of it, but let me unpack a couple of things that are important to identify. So here we are now on April 25th, 2020. And this law was actually passed March 27th. So it seems like a century ago, but it was literally right. just a month ago, right. right? And it was a $2 trillion relief package. Now, the first component of that, because there's essentially four layers that I only want to provide an aerial view, a high level on, to then put some structure and tips and recommendations around. A is the stimulus check. Who doesn't like to see their bank account stimulized? Who doesn't like to, to have someone stip, stimulate our hands with extra cash, right? Right, right. Um, but how does it work, right? So this stimulus check is it's an advance on our tax credit. So it's going to come off of our 2020 tax liability. Now, if there is not a tax liability that's greater than $1,200 that you may receive as an individual, then it doesn't have to be refunded. You do not have to refund it to the government. So for individuals receiving $1,200, married couples are now eligible, of course, to receive that $2,400 amount. And then if you have dependent children, that's $500 per child. But here's the caveat. You know, when it comes to having our children on our health insurance, then we can look at keeping our children up, uh, I'm sorry, we can look at covering our children up to the age of 26. Well, dependent care or dependent age is 17 years or younger. Okay. So, So we have to be very intentional around that. So we may have kids who are in college. Right. They will not be classified as a dependent. Right. Understand that. Now let's talk about the unemployment insurance benefits. Yes, it's been enhanced significantly. Um, the normal one week waiting period has been waived. So 100% can be received as early as the first week, which is great news for a lot of people. Um, they have increased it by $600 per week for up to four weeks. I'm sorry, four months. And so that's, that's strong. Um, um, but we must have had earned income above 42000 So um, I think it's important to understand that this unemployment benefit must and still require you to um, complete all of the necessary active seek uh, this yeah, active seeking of employment while you're on it. So that's important. And the last piece that I want to talk about, and then we'll talk around the tips, is the student loan payment deferral. So anyone with a federal loan, not a private, right, um, isn't required to make a payment until September the 30th. The beautiful part to that is that interest does not accrue <laughs> either. 
But we all love, listen. Take advantage of it. I'm still paying them. I am still paying them. That's that's the tip that I'm about to come to, right? Okay. Um, And it's going to apply to all of it. What'd you say? Oh, no, I didn't say nothing. I listen. I'm all ears. Like, what you about to say? Hold on. (laughs) So, listen, while the payments are not required, of course, they're still accepting voluntary payments, right? Okay, okay. So now, this is where there's no one size fits all. Once again, we have some individuals who's totally lost out on income. Right. So they may be trying to sustain the roof that's over their head, right. food that's on the table, lights right. that are on, and gas in the car, even though they may not be going far. Right, right, right. <laughs> right? That's- so it depends on where you are. If you're still gainfully employed, then it might make sense to pay down the um, student loan because you're not accruing interest in this time period. So more is going towards your principal payments, right? Okay, right. That's someone like you, Elam. Mm-hmm. But then also, one of my clients, it became more advantageous to them to reallocate that money that they were paying on student loans to high interest debt. Mm. or to put a significant dent or eradicate and eliminate certain credit cards mm-hmm. and or certain auto loan payments. Right. So it, again, it just depends on the person. And then the last one is, listen, if you are on the public student loan forgiveness program where 120 payments or essentially 10 years is required, you may not want to disrupt that payment structure. Right. Okay. So um, tax and retirement. Let me speak to the retirement piece if I can, because you and I, we had this conversation quite extensively, and I think it's important to highlight. Can I take a minute? Yes. (laughs) So this is essentially where we've seen the bulk of the revisions. And I think the key areas that are relevant is that knowing that we as individuals, we can, you know, draw up to 100,000 from our IRAs, our 401ks, any of those qualified plans. Qualified plans are typically the plans that your employer offers you. Non-qualified plans are typically plans that you individually establish, like a traditional um, IRA or a Roth IRA. Okay, here's the beautiful part about the act. The, that typical or traditional 10% penalty for withdrawing money prior to us reaching age 59 and a half, and I don't believe anybody on this call is even over, I think I might be the oldest one. Jesus, help. But... <laughs> Like the point is, is that I think, yeah, I think you might be right there with me. Thank God. But you, we all know that if we take a distribution before reaching 59 years and a half, then we're going to, uh, we're going to um, experience a penalty. That's 10%. And then we know there's a typical 20% mandatory withholding and we're taxed. All of those things are played into dipping into those funds. And so literally they put those parameters around it because they're trying to help people literally have a uh, financial future that's equivalent to their current lifestyle. Right, right, right. right. So I don't, I, I'm glad now that they're kind of relaxing those requirements mm-hmm. because it's, it's a good space for people to be able to um, use those reserves for things that they need. But here's a couple of things to note. It's not an automatic condition. The plan design that you're in, it has to adapt the language for this to be applicable. And then the second thing that is important for us all to understand is that um, 
you must show proof that you have a direct impact as a result of the coronavirus or COVID-19. Whether that's you've tested positive, you're caring for someone who has tested positive, you're unable to work due to you know, being quarantined, or you've had a significant loss of income. And my business owner clients, my um, you know, W-2 clients, most of us have been in some ways directly impacted. So just make sure your plan design relates to all that. So here's a couple of tips around operating and being financially fit in this corona environment. Number one, listen, everything, everything regarding a financial plan starts with your spending plan, right? It, it takes your income, what? identifying your expenses, your unexpected expenses to be able to really make sure that you have at least the foundation established. But then secondarily, it's important to reallocate money, right? I saw a lot of people who went on a shopping frenzy as a result of COVID-19. And there was more money that was placed in their freezers and on, in their, their toilets, toilet paper, right? Then I'm not gonna say that was necessary, but what I will say is that now that things are beginning to shift a bit, we have mm. to be cautious of um, the reallocation. So while we may not be driving as frequently, right? That's money that's saved there, and most times it's being consumed in the in the grocery bill. But I find that a lot of people are buying more than what they actually need, and so there's a huge waste. I, and I want right? to stop right. I want to stop right there um, for a second because just even what you said with regard to the whole food and just paying attention. And this isn't probably one of the sexiest topics um, when you start sometimes talking about money because, um, you know, and the direction that some people might need to take. I'll be doing good too, man. How is it? Okay, take two. Uh, maybe I just need to talk slower. Is this better? Is everybody able to come? Huh? Go ahead. Yeah. That's not working. Now I forgot what I was going to say, man. <laughs> um, oh, with, the, with the, the trending spending that kind of existed, we could say with regard to food, right? People acted like, like all the food was just going to go out the stores, right? And mm -hmm. I think that... Um, and, and it, yes, we are in a space that we haven't been in before. Correct. I think that um, before we jump out there a lot of times to spend in certain ways, we really want to sit back first for a second instead of just being so impulsive. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, toilet paper, y'all. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's you really want to get right down to it. Toilet paper, y'all. Mm hmm I'm sorry. I just it, when you went there with the whole spending, like their food bills have almost doubled out of uh, out of thinking that something was going to be scarce. Yeah, and I mean, I think because we've never experienced this before, but we have experienced tornadoes, hurricanes. You know, we've experienced some natural disasters, and typically in a natural disaster state, what do we typically do? We go out and make sure that we have sufficient resources for the things that we would typically use on a day to day basis. So I get it. I do get it. But what I find that a lot of us don't do is that we don't first take inventory of where, what we have. If you already mm. have 10 rolls of toilet tissue and you look out the next week, you know what I mean? Maybe you have enough so that others can get what they need, right? Um, maybe your refrigerator or freezer is already stocked with the necessary things and maybe you only need to identify certain items. 
So that's just something simple, but you know, meal planning helps as well. I found myself getting bored in the house. And even though we had the stay at home order, I would run to the store after my uh, meetings every day just to get out. And so as a result of that, I was buying stuff that I didn't need. Guilty. So I'm throwing myself in, right? I'm throwing Guilty. myself into the equation. <laughs> I am not perfect. Yo, the grocery store is like one of the dopest places to go right now. <laughs> like that's the only place we were able to go before Atlanta just reopened. Hey, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm about to go to the grocery store. <laughs> right. The cops couldn't put on the finest. Legitimate, it was a legitimate thing. Hey, but listen, no, 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 but this late, uh, you know, my singles, y'all might re really need to head to that grocery store looking, you know, turn it up a little bit. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you can find your person in the grocery store now. Listen, we might be looking for the same apple, <laughs> the same orange, who knows, <laughs> right? But, but, here, but here's the thing on that. So just be mindful. Let's not, uh, let's pull in the reins. Let's create shopping lists. Let's take inventory. Let's create a meal plan. Um, and then I think it's also important to continue saving in this environment. If you have a surplus, listen, don't take that surplus and squander it. Right. This is still an important environment for you to continue to stack that savings. And the savings can, again, be for emergencies. It could be for business opportunities. It could be the more stock, you know, get enough for um, the actual cost, the price point of the stock. Um, mm -hmm. It could be for a variety of different reasons. My point is don't take the pedal of saving. Um, this is a great opportunity for you to, number three, take a look at your investment portfolio. A lot of my clients have lost between 10 to 20%, right? And so mm -hmm. in that space, it becomes, okay, well, I understand the loss. Let me take a deep breath. Right. Potentially let me either A, reallocate where I have a, 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 a better balance between my equities and my bonds. Right. Or it might be a situation where, you know what? I'm experiencing too much of a loss. Let me just, let me shift my allocation quite substantially. You know, it just depends on whether the person is either risk averse I feel like I'm at a space in my life where I'm more loss adverse than I am risk, which means I don't like to see loss. This is just my truth as an okay. investor. I'm an investment advisor, I'm an insurance provider, and I'm an everyday money matters professional and counselor, right? right? right, right. The reality is because I've cussed 40, every dollar that I work hard to earn, particularly as an entrepreneur, I literally don't want to see it gone. Come on, cuss. I like that. I'm going to start using that. I have cussed 40. I like that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, I always try to coach my clients when, when it's appropriate that there are nine asset accounts that we should really look at spanning our investment opportunities around. Right? Okay. And so I'm, I'm taking my foot off the pedal on, on stocks, quite honestly, and leaning more towards those safer investment tanks where my principal is protected. But that's my strategy. I'm not saying that's necessary for everybody. I just know I want to wake up well positioned in retirement. And so if I have to take less risk, which means less return, I'm okay with that. Because if I take more risk, then I might lose more. And so I'm not okay with that. But that's, again, my philosophy. So take a look at your investment portfolios and see where you may need to make some um, alterations or some reallocations or rebalancing. Um, and then the third thing that I wanted to 
I'm sorry, the fourth thing that I want to encourage everybody to is listen, if you take a distribution from your 401k, 403b, 457, IRA, traditional Roth, or whatever have you, listen, the same way you would have a structured repayment plan, you're important enough to pay yourself back. Okay. I always tell my clients to save first, right? Pay yourself first. But the, the thing that most people don't really understand is, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? Does that mean that I shave off, let's say, 10% and I could go blow it at the um, <clears throat> one of those, what, what was the name of one of the places Charles mentioned? It wasn't Versace. It was some someplace. Uh, trapeze. Right. So do I pay myself and take this money to go to that place that I still can't pronounce? Right. <laughs> so, or does it mean I literally keep this consistently, consistently see it grow or, you know, um, so it can mean different things. But I think it means you retaining it, not spending it. The spending is consumption. Right. Retaining it is retention. And that's what we want to make sure that's there. So we have a financial floor that we cannot fall through. <laughs> Can I dive in real quickly? Because, I mean, we do a lot of work, you know, and there's sometimes, and I don't know, Charles, or Alexis, how y'all feel about this, but sometimes I just, I want a little something for me. Okay. Like you talking about all this saving and stuff. Like I get it. Thank but you. I'm not Thank living. You for me back to that. So, Elam, let's, let's not, let's not act like. Let's not act like we haven't created a cash allowance. I mean, you're right you inside of your spending plan. So, so why don't you speak to uh, your own cash allowance and and how it's worked out for you? What have we had to do that's not not just related to savings, but it gives you something to enjoy life today with? I will. I, okay, and as I have stuck to that, okay, it is but something. Tell us, that what is that? What is that? I mean, it's just, it's a, I guess I could just do whatever fun. We're a recreation fun, all right? And so I'm able to spend that regardless of, you know, whatever else that has to go on, and it does feel good. And then that old shit fun that you were talking about that, I mean, I had those happen in 2019, you know, I don't, especially if you have a house, hey, the house, something going to happen. So all of a sudden, basement said, let's flood. Oh, okay, and let's let the insurance not cover it, okay? So, you know, I had to, uh, in order to prevent mold, which would have went into so many other things, um, that that fund was available. So you're right, and, and I get that, you know, of having that recreational fund. So I'm trying to take it somewhere else, but you want to go in and I, I, use no, 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 a real no. example. Because I think, I think it's important for your listeners and your followers to understand that this isn't depriving us of life right and i think even in this epidemic um this isn't going to last forever this is temporary we may we may not return to normal i don't even know if we remember that but we'll establish a new norm right and so for the person who might be experiencing high credit card debt then i'm not re recommending that you don't go anywhere that you don't you know find ways to you know, find yourself on the beach as Alexis's background was earlier <laughs> on in the first segment, right? No, we plan for each element of that. And for the house, like I was just talking with another client, what if you had a house savings fund, right? For matters such as the basement flooding, 
what if Charles had the ability to invest 50% back into his business that's above and beyond what he needs to live, but also has a, an amount that he can leverage in the event of a situation occurring? Like, so these things just make sense, but building enjoyment into your life, oh, that's a, that's a central part of my message. I have a vacation fund established to be able to enjoy and do the things that I like. Now, everyone doesn't enjoy taking, you know, vacations to, you know, cakes and turquoise. Like, that, that may not be their thing, but uh, you find your thing, you fund it appropriately, and you do all the other things that are also necessary. You know, Charles and Les, y'all quiet. I, I mean, I, I know y'all don't make this anymore. So we have some of the information. <laughs> so it's good information, you know. So. Yeah, I um, I uh, and so and were you leaning more into what some people might need to do with regard to you know the stimulus portion? Because I, you know, some people spent that twelve hundred, right? And so if you had to take, let's just take 1200 for a second and, and break it down or whatever, or, you know, whatever, what would you say, you know, would, would be the best direction for that? Or is well, there? Goes, mm-hmm. No, it goes back to what I said. It depends on, on the person's situation. Mm-hmm. What's going to best benefit them? Maintaining their lifestyle, paying down the student loans, for example, right? Even with that stimulus check. Is it reallocating um, some of that stimulus money to a high interest credit card or maybe putting a dent in your credit card or your, your automobile loan or, you know what I mean? It just depends on the person's individual circumstance. One, situ- one answer would not suffice for all. Right. You know what you need to do with your stimulus check? Right. <laughs> and they be unanimous. <laughs> Absolutely. Who, who, who do you? Who Wish do you I would. I didn't get one. But. Huh? Who do you get? Okay. You know what? Let's stay back. Let's stay back. You got. Oh. Oh. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> so we need to infuse some money into your <laughs> internet provider. That's messed up. Listen, I don't know what's going on, man. And I came upstairs. I thought it was better up here. I don't know. It's, I got to turn it up. But, uh, well, but, but, yes, I, we won and won. We won and won. We won and won. So, um, so do you guys have any, any questions or whatever for Shauna as we, you know, want to, I uh, want to respect your time. Uh, what, there's a, just so much knowledge that we got from this is one of those you got to go back and listen to and go back and listen to again because growth is a continuous process in this financial area. But um, any questions that you guys have? Because I I got to go back and look at some of my notes. I thought I knew what I was doing. Miss <laughs> Davis, my, my question would be, what advice would you give to single men who want to be married in number one, number one, establishing, uh, and I'll get straight to it. Um, we've talked about saving. We've talking about we've talked about enjoying your money. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about investing. We've talked about making right decisions. But for the single men who who plan on having a family, uh, what should be the things that they do to uh, set up that future family? Uh, Cause one of my, one of my mentors talked to, talked to me about future 
family account that he put money into whatever he, his vision was for that uh, and, and that being uh, uh, an engagement rate to being able to uh, uh, put money towards a wedding. Be, uh, you know what I'm saying? All that stuff. So what, would, what, what, what advice would you give to young men who, or single men who want to be married and want to get a head start in being able to cover their family financially? Absolutely. First of all, a round of applause for that because that's the right mindset, I think, to have. Absolutely right. So that's awesome. Okay. I do agree. Too, I do agree. And, and, and Charles, what you just um, really focused on goes back to the premise of what all of my consulting and, and initial consultations involve. What is your vision? What are your values? And what are your goals? And so when you can identify them, but then the next important thing is to prioritize them. Yeah. Right? The third most important piece, I'm holding up two fingers, I meant to put up a third, so let me go ahead and use three. <laughs> <laughs> the third most important piece is to put it on a time horizon so that way you can reverse engineer your plan, right? Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, the, the thing is, is that you may not know when you're getting married. However, what you might know, the variables that you do understand are, okay, I would want to spend no more than 20k on a ring. I'm just totally throwing that out there. Ooh, you know. That's a good number. Ooh. That's a real good I'll number. I'll throw that on out there, right? Or I, I may want to spend no more Listen, than oh, on a twenty k ring. On a twenty k ring, she might say yes. Just <laughs> she might not even like this. Yes. <laughs> right? Or or I don't want to spend right, any right. more than you know uh, fifteen thousand on a expense paid uh, wedding. Right or all inclusive wedding, whatever you call those things. I haven't been married, so I can't. The term isn't coming to me right now. But the the point is, you can reverse engineer based on the amount that you feel most comfortable with paying your max amount, your minimum amount, mm -hmm. and then look at what your capacity is right now in your current economic situation. Your current economic situation is your income minus your expenses, as well as your and and check this out. Your savings and investment is also an expense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So reverse engineer that amount. And if it takes you, if it's nothing but, you know, $100 that you can put into that purpose centered savings account or purpose centered money market account or, or, or CD, whatever it is, then you want to make certain that you're putting what you can as frequently as you can, as systemically as you can as possible. Right? So I want to speak to one thing. I highly recommend, like I said, looking at your time horizon and then making sure that your contributions are automated. I don't recommend that though, when you're looking at paying down debt. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend and suggest automating your debt payments. And I'm gonna explain why, but I won't give too much away because I want you guys to get the book, Wealth Over Riches, 10 Principles to Shift from Looking Rich to Building Wealth Habit. Another plug, okay. But okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point is you want to make certain and I shouldn't have oh, I don't lost my thought of pause for a second and again just say thank you this has been a fun thank conversation you. This absolutely has been a fun conversation so uh, I love to be invited back I can get into relationships I, trust me I've had my fair share of relationships the the do's the don'ts the shall nots 
but uh, you can definitely find me, <laughs> you can find me at ashondadavis.com. You can also find me at AD underscore the financial advisor on Instagram and Twitter, I believe. Um, but definitely on Facebook, you can find me just under Ashonda Davis. And the way you spell that is A-S-H-A-U-N-D-A and then D-A-V-I-S. So thank you. Cool beans. Thank you so much. And uh, Miss Alexis, where can they find you, man? Yes, find me on Instagram at I am M S L E X O. I am Miss Lexo. Um, and Twitter is the real Miss Lexo. And uh, I will see you guys and, and talk to you soon. Absolutely. And uh, Lexis, you have a podcast as well. If you want to share where they can find you there. I do. I have a, a personal development podcast. It's a solo podcast. And it's uh, can be on, found on Anchor, uh, actually all platforms. And it's called A Little More of Alexis. Um, so yeah, you can find me there. Cool beans and Charles with all your with your albums and all that. Let them know. <laughs> Charles James, you can find me on uh, Instagram at underscore C H A R L E S E N Charge Charles in Charge, and on Facebook you type in Charles James and you'll see my beard somewhere. <laughs> you shave it off for the quarantine. Even oh, though I also extend this to your listeners and followers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, financial planning is not about having a certain income level, right? Or asset amount. So I definitely want to just encourage everyone, wherever you are, start with some type of financial planning, seek out an, um, an, a financial advisor, counselor, coach in some regards. And if you had interest in anything that I said, and you would like to at least have a consultation, um, I believe in adding value, even mm-hmm. in the consultation. Okay, so you can definitely schedule a complimentary consultation using my calendar link, uh, which you can select two ideal days and times, and you can click on the link. It's www.meetme.so, S-O, forward slash my name, Ashonda Davis. Come on, so. I see the little spirituality in it. Come on, so. And, you know, we're going to have to have you back uh, because finances is, uh, is an ongoing conversation. So thank you so much. And, uh, you know, hey, uh, thank you to everybody that has supported the Understanding a Man podcast. Feel free to click on the little you know, sponsorship button right there. It's, like, it's over there to the right. Right there. And click on that uh, as you continue to support us. Thank you so much as we have our men's conference coming up October 24th. So stay tuned for more information. You will see this lady there. All right. As well. So, um, so we got, we got to talk about this money. Okay. Keep this bag and keep the bag. You, you, you can't just get the bag. You got to keep the bag too. Yeah. yeah don't fumble the bag. 